Welcome to the Melodramatic Podcast. On our show today, we've got our guest, Joe Mack. He's the chosen one, a star <laughs> athlete, and the host of the Joseph Smith Show, his very Hi, own Joseph. podcast. Welcome, well, Joe Mack. Okay, thanks, Aldo. So, I'm. what's up? My name is Joseph Smith. My good friends call me Joe Mack, and Aldo is one of those. And so I'm grateful that AJ has me on the podcast today. I'm excited to talk about one of my favorite bands. And a um, little disclaimer I know the Joseph Smith show is not about rock. <laughs> it's not about pop culture. It's it's about Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And so, but I'd also just like to put out there that I'm human too. And I love listening to good music. When I listen to good music, it's not because of ideological or political reasons. It's just because I like to, uh, I just like to uh, listen and have fun. I just like to feel good. And that's all that, it's not that deep guys. So if I like a song that you don't necessarily agree with, then you know, Jesus is still alive. So <laughs> anyways, love you guys. And I'm ready to get started. Let's do this. All right. So the way this is going to work is we're going to go through each of Green Day's studio released albums. So we aren't counting any of their demos or any compilations that they've released. So in uh, celebration of Saviors coming out, we're just going to go through and pick our favorite song from each album. So first up, we have... 1039 smoothed out slappy hours okay so 1039 smoothed out slappy hours i do not listen to this one as much however i do like dry ice and at the library in dry out in dry ice he actually shows off his voice and i like it when 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 billy actually like tries to do that <laughs> when he actually shows off his voice. Especially in the but, early years, he didn't really do yeah, that. No, yeah, he didn't. He's really more like a rant. Like he's just kind of like laying off the lyrics, but he shows off his voice in this one. I like that. And then uh, I like at the library just because I like the simplicity of the story, you know, like it's just kind of fun. Meets a girl in the library or whatever, and she walks off and hopefully he sees her again. <laughs> we can all relate. Yes. <laughs> actually, so at the library is my pick for favorite on this album. Yeah, for the exact okay. same reasons. It's just, well, it's relatable. It's just a like small story. And what I really appreciate about it is when Billy wrote that song, he was like 18. He was in high school when he wrote most of his album. So yeah. I think that really comes through in a lot of the lyrics here. He's got like a lot of teen ideas. He's not, he's not grown up yet. And it really shows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, Green Day's, I mean, I love Green Day, but I will admit a lot of his songs, you're like, man, you really could have thought of some better lyrics, <laughs> but, especially, but this on, them, especially on this album. Yes. Oh my gosh. Especially on this album. But you know, it's, I mean, he's like what you're saying when he wrote the song, he's at 18. It's kind of funny. So, but yeah, there you go. It's just pretty simple. I'm pretty simple when it comes to Green Day. So yeah. They keep it simple when they just have a good like background part and good vocals. That's mm -hmm. when it's peak to me. Oh, when yeah. they don't complicate it too much. But what I also love is how um, versatile they are. When they keep, when they, I, like, I'll reiterate this later on, but when they keep on recreating their genre, that's when Green Day is at their best. And we'll get more deeper into that when we get deeper into the albums. But I just want to put that out there right now so it's in our minds. Yeah, 100%. I agree with that. That's something I think they do better than any other band is go through like different styles and it still works yeah. sometimes. Yes, need to sometimes. Say sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes is a good word. So also in at the library, I don't know why, but I absolutely love the lyric. Hey, they're looking at me. Tell me, what do you see? I don't know why, but that lyric, <laughs> I just love it for some reason. I just love the ending when he's like, maybe I'll see you again. Hopefully we'll meet again. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, such a like, great oh, song. Man. <laughs> yeah. Love it. All right. So I think we're good for 39 smooth. Although, 
honorable mention to going to Pasolacqua. That's definitely yeah. one that people point to for like, yeah, I think I forget who it was, but they said that the reason they signed Green Day was because of that song that they saw that that song had a lot of potential. And even though that song didn't go anywhere, I think it's definitely like it really shows you Green Day style as they would go yeah. forward. That's more of what they went with. Hundred percent. Okay, now we've got Kerplunk, a Kerplunk. pretty underrated one in my opinion. Yeah, and I will admit I don't listen to this one as much, but I do have a question. And no, Kerplunk is very underrated, but I do have a question. Did they re-release "Welcome to Paradise" in Dookie? So basically, what happened with that? So. On 39 Smooth and Kerplunk, they had not Trey Cool as their drummer, but they had Al Sobrante. And they just liked the way Trey played the drums better on Welcome to Paradise. So they were like, hey, I think if we re-record this with Trey Cool's drums, we think this can be a hit and people will really like this song. So, huh. Yeah, because I, like, I always thought it was in Dookie because I, I, mean, I bought the vinyl. I'm like, oh, Welcome to Paradise is on Dookie. Yeah, there it is. But then I was researching more on Kerplunk and I'm like, why is Welcome to Paradise in Dookie? Or in uh, Yeah, it was just kind of, it was kind of a perfect storm that like new drummer and big record label. Mm. So they just decided to re-release it. I see. Okay. Well, my favorite one from Kerplunk is uh, Christia Road. Love that one. Oh, Christia Road's a great one. Yeah, I love the... Christy Road, I love the vibe and it's chill and it's a song that I listen to when I'm feeling really lazy. You know what I mean? Like when you just kind of like give up on something like on a homework and you're listening to music, that's the song that I'd imagine doing that too. That's actually, that's why. a great song for that. Yeah. Have you heard know. the, the uh, they re-recorded that one for their 30th anniversary Dookie. Have you listened to that yet? I haven't. I'm not so, looking. I think I like it better. It's just better produced. And it's got Billy's more mature vocals, but I think Christy mm. Road is a great one. And yeah, I love Christy Road. I might be wrong, but I think this is the first time they ever did it where they like have one song and then it completely switches halfway through. I think this is the first time they ever did That's it. That's also part of why I like Christy Road. I love when they flip. I love when songs do that when they flip up the vibe, like all the way to Family Ties by Baby Keem and Kendrick Lamar when they just flip up the vibe. It's like, love it. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know why either, but there's just something about that that makes a song so much better. And, and interesting. It's like, Oh, keeping you on your toes, you know? <laughs> it's, it's and sick. I think, yeah, that's actually a great point that you never know what's coming next. And I think green day is, they're probably the band that does it the best. And that's probably because they do it so often. But yeah. I mean, and they get better stage. at it over time. They get, they definitely get better over at it over oh, time. They get way I mean, better. They don't do it as much. And then they start to do it later on with, I mean, we'll get into it, but later on with their albums, it's like, they have songs that do that multiple times. And you're like, yes, thank you for doing that. <laughs> Cause it makes it interesting. Oh yeah. Like American idiot and 21st century breakdown have it like every other song. Yes. Oh yeah. So nice. Okay. So Kerplunk. For me, I would have to say it's got to be Who Wrote Holden Caulfield. Who Wrote Holden Caulfield. Yeah, and this is a song that Billy, even to this day, says is one of his favorite Green Day songs. And Mm. I just think it has a really funny story behind it where Billy was like, look, The Catcher in the Rye is my favorite book. Why don't I write a song about it? And so from this song, I actually decided to read the book myself, and I really liked it. Yeah, I think it's a great representation of the actual book, and I I, I will admit that I did copy this song in a book project I had to do on the Catcher <laughs> in the Rye. It was like one of your options was to write a poem, and I was like, 
I got oh, one ready. Yep. <laughs> that's a, that's actually hilarious. That's awesome. Yeah. This is a definitely a good one. And I love like, and that this is what's, this is po- poetic, you know, it's, he's alluding to one of, to a book and that's really creative. And when Green Day gets really creative, when they put effort into their lyrics, it is a completely different song. You know what I mean? You yeah. I, mean? I 100% like, agree. Like when, like Kanye West, why, the reason why people love Kanye West is because his lyrics have something that he's alluding to every single time. There's always something, whether it's Nazism or it's, or it's like <laughs> racism, whatever it is, you know, or just straight up illicit usage of um, controlled substances. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just creative. And so people like that. And I think one of the things that makes that so successful is it gives the listener a sense of accomplishment. It makes them feel smart when they figure something out. Mm-hmm. And I did this recently with a song. I don't remember which one. If I would have remembered, it would have been a good story. But the other day I was, I was just sitting down and I was like, wait that, a minute. Yeah. It's the aha moment. Yeah. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that insight. It was a like... Green Day song too, which is the like, which is the worst <laughs> part of why I can't remember. I should have written it down <laughs> knowing that I was going to record this. Yeah, it just snaps. You just go like, "Oh, yeah, that's what that's what that's what he's talking about." So yeah, good one. Kerplunk's definitely underrated. People need to go listen to that one. Oh yeah, and I think it's just really because it wasn't on a major label. I think if this would have come out on a major label, it still would have. I think it would have blown up like Dookie did. Yeah, it would have been but there just first. because, just because of For circumstance. Sure. I yeah. think Dookie was the one that blew up. But I mean, Speaking they which. Yeah, I mean that's why Kerplunk. That, I mean that you could reason they needed Kerplunk to be underrated so that they could have a blow up album like Dookie. I think Dookie is better than Kerplunk, but it, Kerplunk is underrated. You know what I mean? Yeah, one hundred percent. And one of the things that's funny is sometimes people get mad when you call Dookie their debut album. Yeah, but I like, always just call it their. I call it their major label debut. Yeah, and that's their, what I think is it's their breakthrough the album. One. Yeah, yeah, for sure, breakthrough. So that's our next album, and this one, this one's gonna be tough. Yeah, I, I mean, I listen to so many of these songs. <laughs> like, of course, this one's nostalgic. Like, it's the OG. You know, when you listen to Green Day, you probably either listen to one from um, American Idiot or you listen to one from Dookie. And so, I love When I Come Around. I love Basket Case. Welcome to Paradise again. But um, she is pretty fun. I'm just throwing this one out there because it's probably not widely accepted but she is pretty fun because it gives a classic rock vibe like from someone like the arctic monkeys or the wonders like it kind of gives that because the background vocals i don't know why it just kind of reminds me of that classic rock. i love that you bring up the wonders because i love yeah (laughs) billy's cover of that thing you do yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) yep and she is also billy's favorite song from this album so there you go boom but yeah, I like Basket Case. It's kind of fun. Like just the beginning. Sometimes I give myself the creeps and you're like, oh, you know what? Relatable. <laughs> yeah, I think Basket Case, I think what's so special about it is that when you think about Green Day, they've got great melodies and Billy's a great singer, but it's not like it's really difficult to sing along. He's, it's not no, difficult yeah. to sing along to Green Day. And that's one thing that I think draws people to them is the fact that they can like participate and not feel like self-conscious about it yeah 100 percent. yeah i like i don't know dookie's just all around it's got all the things you know when i come around it's just a fun one when i come around like it's just you just kind of like vibe to it you know it's pretty simple 
it's one that there's some that you might get sick of after a second, but I've never gotten sick of basket case, never gotten sick of she, never gotten sick of when I, I come around. But the amazing oh. thing about those songs is that they're so overplayed, but you don't get sick of them. Exactly. If there's one that I do get sick of, it's Welcome to Paradise. And that's the only okay, one. Okay, I agree. Yeah. And I think that's I think part of the reason is because that one is I don't want to say it's the most generic, but people use it the most. Like it's in the most movies. Like you see uh, it around yeah. places, not yeah, just when you're listening that. to music. Yeah, I can totally see that. 100%. So I would say my favorite for the album is When I Come Around. Yep. I'd even say it's my favorite Green Day song wow. of all time all just right. because it's so simple, it's so catchy. And <laughs> I'm kind of biased because it's the first one I heard. It's what got me into Green Day. Yeah, there so you go. So I'm definitely biased there. But... Probably my second one, I think. I mean, I was exposed to Green Day all the way back when I was eight on my Nintendo DSi watching flip notes and <laughs> someone did a flip note to Boulevard of Broken Dreams. And I was like, this is kind of a vibe. And that's kind of how that's I was the exposed. greatest way to get introduced. Yeah. <laughs> flip notes. Such, bring back flip notes, Nintendo. Just saying. <laughs> that's actually, I think, the best Green Day origin story I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> Nintendo flip notes. It's they, they need to bring them back. That's where like ASDF kind of got their start. Like oh, Yeah, they need to bring them back. I agree. Freaking heck. The best social media platform that ever existed. And now it's gone. <laughs> so sad. Yeah. All right. So do you think Dookie is their best album? Because I think a lot of mm. people get heated arguing, is it Dookie? Is it Nimrod? Is it Insomnia? I think people oftentimes go for those three because they think it's uncool to say American Idiot. Yeah, but I mean, I mean at, the same it is, time, at the same time, it's same like time. you can name it's almost a contender. every song. Yeah, it's a contender. I mean, it's their breakthrough album. So you have to put it in their top. Like Apple always ranks the iPhone 3G as their number one phone just because it's their breakthrough phone. But with Dookie, I mean, yes, it's definitely one of the best. I don't think it is their best because they're still evolving and they evolve and they get better and better and better. There's some albums that completely flop, like Hot Take. I don't like Insomniac as much. I mean, okay, I don't either. So personally, I'm glad you say that. Yeah. Because I always I think it's very controversial when I say I don't like Insomniac mm-hmm. that much. I like Nimrod personally a lot, but I don't know. I just think that you can't put one album over the other. But I will say, no matter how uncool it is, American Idiot is probably their most played, most successful. Like it just hit all around the country everywhere. It is yeah, it's definitely their most influential. Like yeah. They, they made a Broadway musical based off of American Idiot. Like, yeah, and when you had the most cultural impact. Yeah, and when you imagine Green Day album cover, for me, I imagine the hand grenade, you know, the heart hand grenade. That's what I believe. Yeah, that's, that's the first I thing imagine. I think of too. But yeah, so I would say that American Idiot's up there. But Dookie definitely is probably not number one, even though their songs are like, that's their breakthrough album. That is their, it'll never be a, not an OG because it is the OG for um uh for green day so there you go that's my take yeah it is the og and one thing that's even crazier is every single single ha huh, that rhymes kind of that's not even a rhyme this is two words <laughs> now i sound dumb anyway yeah. <laughs> every single that came off of dookie was a big hit true all of them which is just so rare to have in an album that true. all of the singles become mainstream radio hits like you could not get away from dookie yeah is what i've heard it's not like I was alive, but that's what. Yeah, that's, that's true. What the consensus is like you read on the news, like oh, their 30th anniversary, and there's been a lot of stuff coming out about Dookie lately, just because it's coming up on 30 years. Yeah, but it's, insane. it's definitely a classic, and 
it didn't really just hit it off for Green Day. It hit it off for The Offspring from Blink-182. It kind of yeah, brought all of those it, bands into the mainstream. Yeah, it begins this genre movement, Dookie does. I point to Dookie as the genre movement for punk and um, rock, like the new like alternative rock style that Blink-182 starts to use a little bit. Like They just, I don't know. Dookie is the OG. But I don't know about as far as quality for Green Day as number one. Yeah, I would agree. I think the big thing is production. And of course, production is going to get better as the years go on, because that's just how technology works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the the new re-release with better production, I actually don't prefer. I, I think the original is better. And I don't know why. It's just there's something about the rawness of the sound that I think just works better. Yeah, it's kind of like when people prefer vinyls over stream. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. Okay. Awesome. Right. So we've been going over Dookie for a while now. I think it's time to move on to Insomniac. Which we don't have to spend a ton of time on. Here's my hot yeah, take. Brain Stew. Here's my hot take. Brain Stew, freaking awesome song. Rest of the album, 100%. Well, not 100%, but mostly dog trash, in my opinion. Jaded is probably one of their worst songs they ever made, personally. But the album cover <laughs> is classic, and Brain Stew is so good. I love the scratchy metal, and I love the progression touches my soul every time i don't know why brat is probably the next best one on that album for me but and it's just because it gives me that sarcastically sad vibe like how the parents splitting up kind of thing and he's just kind of like singing along you know (laughs) and you're like man this kind of sucks but that's and that's my take on that is he really is a brat (laughs) yeah yeah he's just like sitting around (laughs) waiting for his parents to die so he can get his inheritance it's yeah it's kind of terrible it is kind of terrible and that's why i mean like that's the next best thing for me with with uh insomniac personally brains do that will always hit for me i love that song i don't know why it just i love the progression in it but yeah yeah brains do is a classic and what i found is there's like my problem with insomniac is there's not like any songs that i love there's just like a couple songs that i like yeah and so for my pick i'm gonna go with 86 which it's not a big hit it's not widely well known but it is about green day getting kicked out of the venue that they used to play gilman street and they got (laughs) kicked out once they signed to a major label they said you can't come back here anymore you're too famous get out of here and that's what 86 (laughs) is about that's awesome Uh, it's just it's just kind of got it just moves you know it's got a good rhythm to it yeah it's catchy 100 percent yep it's fun you know when they make those when they make the songs that have a good creative rhythm that keeps you that keeps you locked in to their song that's what is so good that's what i like about brain sue like just the bottom bottom but and you just like wait for it you know it's coming next and then they progress on it and they build on it and it's so good you know it's the same thing i love yeah, brain stew there is something just so perfect in the like simplicity of it yes and then i also think the lyrics on brains too are underrated like the line i'm counting sheep they're running out I yeah think it's just such a clever line yeah it is very clever <laughs> i like that yeah no rest for crop tops in my room it's like it's like i can't like they never stop i can't stop thinking about them and also i get women <laughs> it's like <laughs> you know every teenage boy is gonna relate <laughs> we're gonna, <laughs> gonna want gonna want to relate and then they also, they can't sleep, honestly. That's, yeah. I think that's one of the most universal things that you can relate to is not being able to sleep. 
Yeah. Right. Like everybody, whether you're on drugs or we're doing homework for three hours straight, you get to that zombie mode where you feel like your brain stew, you know, we're just like, oh man, it's just done. I hadn't even thought of that. And that's that's, so obvious. Yeah. That's what I think of. Like you get to that point where you just have to listen to this song. That's so obvious. I can't believe I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Like that's That's like you're just so tired and you're just in that zombie mode where you can't go to sleep, but also I don't want to stay awake. I'm just stuck. (laughs) And brain stews the song for that. That's a great point. And really, I don't think we have anything else to say about Insomniac, do we? Nope. Yeah. Album cover's cool. That's about it. Yeah, it is a cool (laughs) cover. Okay, next up we have Nimrod. I really like Nimrod. I think it's one of their best. Yeah, I love this album. I'm just curious to see what you think the best song on Nimrod is. Remember what I said about them recreating themselves. Good Riddance hits every time for me. Good Riddance... um, even learned on that. Even learned that one on guitar. Personally, I loved it so much. I love the plucking, and I love that it's a folky vibe. It's just different from everything that they do, and the lyrics resonate with anyone who's ever been broken up with. Like, all right, good riddance. Like, hope you have the time of your life. Also, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, do you like good riddance? I do like good riddance. I do think it's overplayed, but I do. Yeah, like it. it is. But I don't know. I just it just kind of hits with me every time. One of those. But also hitching a ride. Intro's freaking fire, and they, they switch it up. Yeah, and they, the progression's fun, too. It's so hard for me, but Nimrod's a good one. Kind of hard to pick for me on Nimrod. <clears throat> yeah, this, so this is the first one where I'm actually, I actually have trouble picking a favorite. And just off of Good Riddance, I think Good Riddance, like, I think Green Day's most famous song is probably Boulevard of Broken Dreams yeah. or Basket Case. Yeah. But Good Riddance... I think is probably the real answer because I think a lot of people have heard yeah. this song and they just don't and know. They it's didn't Green even Day. know it. Yeah. Because it's not green day. It's not who they had imagined a punk band. Well, it's not a song they'd imagine a punk band to write and they did it. <laughs> like it's a yeah. ballad and that really hits so different. So I don't know if you knew this, but good riddance is about the same girl that she is about off of Dookie. And originally Billy had written this song to go on Dookie but he was too scared to release it because he's like, hey, we're a punk band. We can't be releasing this. And so it wasn't until Nimrod that he actually got like the confidence to release it. And now they play it at literally every high school graduation ever. So <laughs> it is so good though. Like the guitar, like it's a like acoustic guitar for one. And then they add strings in the background, which is not common. That's what I like about it. Yeah. And the strings, yeah. they work so well. I love strings yeah. in songs for some reason. Yeah. They work well, especially like even in rap, when rappers somehow throw strings in there, it's like, huh, wow. It just <laughs> makes anyways. it makes it more special, I think, more inventive. Yeah, because it's a classic sound. But yeah, that's yeah. my, I mean, Nimrod's tough. You can't really put it, it's kind of hard to put a song over the other, but it's a good one. Definitely. That's what I'm best. about to do here. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to put my favorite song off of Nimrod as Scattered. Uh, I just really okay. like the melody on Scattered. Yeah. It's it's it sound it feels a bit different. It's just got a different vibe to it. It's still a rock one, but it's it's just more melancholy. And I think that's something that Nimrod has over the other albums. Yeah. Nimrod is definitely their saddest album. Yeah, I and mean, I just really like the lyrics. I just think the lyric for me breakup song, like you were saying. Yeah, the lyric for me that hits is right in the beginning, like lying on, lying on my bedroom floor reminds me of the times we've shared. Makes me wish that you were yeah. here because now it seems I've forgotten my purpose in this life. Well, all that songs have been erased. Like, I don't know. Like, have you ever, if you've ever been through that kind of 
if you've ever been forced to lay on the ground because you, for some reason, can't get onto your bed and you're thinking about that <laughs> one person, it, it really does resonate. It hits. Yeah, this song, it, does. It, it hits super hard. And I think that's what Nimrod has as a strength, that it's just got some of their most emotional lyrics. Yeah, yep. I'd say that. But besides Scattered, I also love Prosthetic Head because it's just so mean and it's so catchy. <laughs> prosthetic also, Head and the guitar also, part I mean, of Prosthetic Head is great. Yeah, yes. I love good, good guitar solos and they don't do that often for some reason. It's not really fair. I don't know why they don't, but... Yeah, they definitely don't do guitar solos. And yeah, it's a good one. That's a good one. I like that. Good take though on Scattered. Good take. Yeah, definitely an underrated one. Yeah. We'll take that one. Next okay. up, we've got Warning. And I'm I already a, think I know what your pick is. Yeah, I'm a simple guy. I like Warning <laughs> from this one. It's just chill. Wait, okay, that, that actually surprised me. Yeah. I thought it you is, were going to pick Minority. It's, I mean, I, well, wait. Okay, wait. It's a little boring. Warning's a little boring. It's good homework music, though. But I also really like Minority because the first time I heard it, it wasn't, I was not ready for the intro and I kind of jumped. It's a fun one. Like, Oh, it's just like kind of playing boom. And you're like, oh my gosh, we're going. <laughs> and they just throw you into it. I love minority. So you got it right on. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yep. That's all me. That's all it is for me for warning. I don't listen to that one as much personally, but. For some reason, there was a time where I thought this was their best album. And I think it's just because nobody says it's their best album. I, I've grown out of that. I definitely don't think Warning is their best album anymore. But <laughs> it's like, okay, hear me, hear me out. This is my hot take. Warning. <laughs> yeah, my I don't, I don't listen to this one as much. Yeah, I don't listen to this one anymore that much either. Waiting's pretty I good. I think. Oh, okay. No, I. I don't see, know. I was about to pick Minority as my favorite because I low key forgot about Waiting, but Waiting has to be my favorite. There you go. Just to switch it up, you know, because Minority's good. But after a while, you're like, I need something different. So And yeah, I think Minority, ooh, the, okay, this is another hot take. I think out of their first, before American Idiot, like their rock stage, where they're really into punk, all of that stuff, I think Minority is probably their best song. Like, best yeah. hit out of those kinds. Yeah, because it definitely like defines, and it defines their rock. It defines that. Their, like, their rock genre. They have a couple weird genres within Green Day. Oh, yeah. But like, like misery off of warning, that's yeah. weird. <laughs> yes, but Minority puts in def- definition their rock, the rock side of Green Day. That's who they are. Yeah, you know I mean, like that the is totally FML, like a free for all FML. You are uh, you are at your own site. Like you know, you know that just kind of defines who it is. That lyric. Yeah. But there you go. Okay, so so waiting. I think is also one of those ones that you can just put on like when you've been waiting, like it's so generic, but when you've been waiting for something and you've been looking forward to it, yeah. waiting is a great song. To put. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, like, but I found myself doing like perfect for the occasion. <laughs> yeah. There you go though. And I mean, I think the best thing about waiting is it's not exactly like upbeat or like happy even. He's just, yeah. He's just he's, like, yeah, I've been waiting for this. I'm really lucky that this happened, but he doesn't seem that happy about it. Yeah, he's a stoic. He's yeah, there. that's the perfect word. Yeah. Yeah, there's warning for me. Not super big opinion on warning for me. Yeah, me neither. So Anymore, next right? Up we've got, <laughs> <laughs> next up, we've got um, the controversial one. 
American Idiot. The biggest one. Jeesh. I mean, there's a lot of favorites out of this one, personally. I do. I'm just going to admit it. I do have a lot of favorites out of this one. The, yeah, this one's a hard one to, like, I mean, just pick one. It is, but here's my here's my takes. Jesus of Suburbia and What's-Her-Name, because I'm not about to say Boulevard of Broken Dreams. I'm not about to say American yep. Idiot, because I'm not that guy. Everything about Jesus of Suburbia is good, though. When I first played it and I saw how long it was, I just thought there is no way that Green Day has the skill to make a song this long. Like they're not Kanye West and make it interesting the whole time. Their lyrics are not that good, but they did. They did it in this one. I love this song. It will never get old for me because it's long and it's so interesting throughout the whole time. Vibe switches up and slows down, speeds up, slows down, speeds up. I, I don't know. I just love Jesus of Suburbia for those reasons. Okay. So now I'm going to put you on the spot out of like the five different parts in this song. Which one's your favorite? Ooh. I don't feel any pain. I won't apologize when oh, they're the ending. Ain't... Yeah, yeah. For me, it's the ending because okay. then all of a sudden, because <laughs> at the very end, he's like, "When there ain't nowhere you can go," Bing! and then they just go to town on it for the end. Hits every time yeah. for me. So when I saw Green Day in concert and they played this song, right before they, so like right when it's silent and then the guitar comes in, they set off fireworks. Oh and my it was gosh. it was epic. That is so freaking awesome. I I don't know. I Jesus of Suburbia when long I really love long songs. Like that's just how I work with music. Love long songs, especially if people can put them together correctly. And oh yeah, and this album's full of that. Yeah, yeah, really. It is. So, so I would say my favorite yeah. part on this one is probably Dearly Beloved, like the ukulele part. Because that's just like not what I would expect. For sorry, which one? Uh, on Jesus of Suburbia, the the ukulele part, like where yeah. he, dearly mm-hmm. beloved, yeah, because that's just so different. They dearly haven't done beloved, like that since. are you listening? Yeah, that's probably my second one. It's pretty good, and I just yeah. love the lyric for lack of a better word, and that's my yeah, best and that's my best excuse. So good, <laughs> so funny. Bunch of good lyrics on this song. Yeah, I mean so, that's that's the definition of a lazy but creative lyric for lack of a better okay. word, but that's my best excuse. <laughs> so we have the same two favorites on so this funny. album. Really? You put what's I was her gonna, name? Yeah. What's her name is, I put that one as number one. There you go. And then the other one is number two. Because it's just, there's just something about it that works I, so well. It's so It's emotional. Sad. Yeah, it's emotional. It's so, yeah. It's, the vocals are just so good. Yeah. And the whole the whole song is progressive. You know, I love the song because yes. it progresses the whole time until the very end when you're unloaded on. And it's just kind of a more emotional one for me. Like just, I don't know, just, uh, just kills me when they do that. It's not chuggy. It's just, it sounds it's like not. a continuous, it sounds like a continuous strum. And that's, what's so cool. I don't know. I love that. I, I think this I, has their best guitar solo as well. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I was, cause like, if you imagine what their fingers are doing on the guitar while they're playing that ending, I just, I don't know. It's pretty sick. It's a pretty well, dope, I think makes, dope song. Yeah, what I think makes this one work so well is that instead of him just being like, oh, you know, forget you, he's like, well, I'm trying to forget, like, remember, yeah. whatever. He's just kind of fighting with himself throughout the song. Yeah. Now I know what her name has been. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's an emotional one for me. When it hits yeah, at the very end, I'm like, dang, that really. Yeah, never like, turn back time. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's. Yeah, American Idiot, that's a tough one because, I mean, 
if you're basic, you point to the Boulevard, basic ones. Or maybe yeah. September. Yeah, Wake Me Up When September Ends. I learned that one on the ukulele way back. Yeah, it's it's still a good one. The problem yeah. with like picking the basic ones is like they're still great songs. Yeah, but you don't want to be like <laughs> you don't want to be like, oh well, of course you like that one because you probably never even listened to Nimrod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. 100% guys would be like that they'd be like yeah. well have you heard at the library of course not of course not yeah because you don't do your uh, research shout out to letter bomb off of American Idiot that one's great that one's that's Billy's a hot favorite. take yeah yeah that's a and that's that's something I actually end up saying like real life is mm. it's not over before it's too late that's like something I actually yeah. tell people that's true yeah letter advice I just wonder why why did they do the whole putting songs together thing? I don't I know. know. I kind of don't like it. I really don't like like give me Novocaine. Love give me Novocaine, but I can't stand She's a Rebel. She's a Rebel is not a good song. I don't even <laughs> think that's a hot take. <laughs> it's not. I mean, give me give Novocaine. Novocaine is so good. It's like that, you know, psychedelic experience and then she's a rebel. And okay, come on. Like that wasn't the vibe. <laughs> yeah, it ruins the vibe. Yeah. I had a tooth pulled one time. And I was like, I'm listening to Novocaine. <laughs> Give me Novocaine. <laughs> Pull my teeth. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. I should have listened to Pulling Teeth off of Dookie, though, but I was my bad. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm about to, before, <laughs> if you don't catch that, I'm going to call you. <laughs> okay. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, American Idiot. That's a, I'm, we can't delve deep into that one because then we'll start. That would be hearts. like its own episode. Yeah. We'll start I mean, breaking it's... hearts. It's its 20th anniversary. Maybe sometime later, I'll do an episode just on American Idiot. Yeah, and we can really delve deep into lyrics and whatnot. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is one that you could talk about. For, they've made documentaries about this album, which is wild. I don't know if you've yeah. seen the... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like a hand grenade? I have not seen it, but I mean, that's what I'm saying when I say that that's their number one, because that's the one that everybody thinks of. Oh, yeah. That's one that I think of when I think of Green Day. I think of American Idiot. I don't know why. Just do. Or Revolution Radio but oh go. really Interesting. yeah i don't okay, know why well, we'll be getting into that one a bit later so yeah. now we have the longest gap in between green day albums we go yeah. from 2004 all the way to 2009 which the title is aptly put 21st century 21st breakdown. century breakdown yeah like here's what happened a- <laughs> but and i think yeah. it's very just clever that it starts out with song of the century i think that's just like a nice yeah. like table setting song almost. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. For this one, um, man, I'm basic for this one. For this one. Because Know Your Enemy isn't as basic, but Know Your Enemy's fun. It gets a little boring, but after a second, after you listen to it a couple times. But then 21 yeah. Guns. I'm basic for 21 Guns. I like 21 Guns just because, I mean, it's a song that plays once every three months and you're like, yeah. That's a good oh, yeah. song. It'll even come on the radio, even like yeah. today. And the, so. the last chorus at the end is too much. I'll just say it is too much at the very end when they just start singing the chorus again. I'm like, ah, eh, that's a little much for this song. But also, Know Your Enemy is just a classic Green Day vibe. Gets the job done. And I love working to that one, like doing homework or something. But you know, yeah, it does give you like energy. Out. Yeah. That's my take. 21st, on this. Yeah. 21 Guns also has some of those hard hitting hard hitting lyrics yeah that's probably the reason why really well. it still resonates with me yeah okay so this one i think is the most difficult for me to pick a favorite off of 
Really? There's a lot of, yeah, I really like 21st Century Breakdown for some reason, which is a bit of a hot take. A lot of people hate this album for yeah. some reason. And I'm I'm between Before the Lobotomy and The Static Age, but I think I'm going to give it to Before the Lobotomy. Okay. Because this is just a song that takes you through, it's not in big parts like Jesus of Suburbia is, but mm-hmm. it takes you through three different parts. Like the dreaming, I was only dreaming part is just... Yeah. I don't know why, but that part is my favorite yeah. part. Then you have the chorus, and then you have the gone like refugees that just works really well. Yeah, it does. It's just it's... kind of building. It feels like an event almost. You're, yeah, and it's those are more emotional lyrics when he says, well, I'm not cursed because I've been blessed. I'm not in love because I'm a mess. Like refugees were lost like refugees. Like refugees were lost like refugees. The brutality of reality is the freedom that keeps me from dreaming. And, it's and like, that's my favorite line. It's the it's the freedom that keeps me from. And then it stops. And then it goes <laughs> dreaming. And he goes back to the first part. Mm-hmm. And that just works so well. Yeah. It's like, it kind of, and it also gives you that idea in your mind. It alludes to that idea that something isn't right. You know, I have to start over, you know, to reiterate what I'm saying here. And it's kind of a subconscious level thing. But you can get into more philosophy on the Joseph Smith show. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be, I'll be linking that in the show notes. So you can go check awesome. that out. They'll give that a listen. New episodes every Monday at 7am. <laughs> okay. So next up we have what was probably the biggest fumble in green day history. Yes. Thank you a for saying that. Albums. Oh, thank and you for saying that. I think it's important that we, that we note how, how this tragedy happened. So basically, for the first, however many albums it was up until this point, I think it was, was it 10 or 9? It was 10 10 albums. Green Day was based solely in California. That's where they were writing. And mm-hmm. then for some reason, Billy decided to move to New York City. Oh, and while he was God. there, he started like going to clubs, going to bars, like enjoying club life. And he got, quote, yeah. unquote, inspired. And I'm... he wrote like, a, he wrote like 50 terrible songs. And he They're so bad. 50 gonna release a 50 song album oh my goodness and then they were like no you have to split it up and you have to get rid of some of these so yeah. instead he released three albums like within the same year uno dos and trey it's a pun based off of the drummer's name trey cool so instead of but it's still dumb number, but like stick with dumb. the number stick with the number dude uno dos trey one two three so albums. we've combined these into one album yeah, so we because... don't have to pick I'm setting a one-minute timer. Think... <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I actually do think Trey is an okay album, though. Trey, Trey is it, not Trey terrible. is the better one. It's Trey's not good. It's one. not terrible. Yeah, Trey definitely is the better one. But we'll let's just start with Uno. Uno, I only listen to one song from Uno, and that's Oh Love. That's okay. It. That one. That one is okay. It's the it's only long. Song I like off of Uno is um, somebody killed the DJ. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I'll allow it. <laughs> um, we can completely skip those. Yeah. Yes. Those is the worst Green Day album ever. I literally, I literally said I don't listen to one song on this album on my notes right here. I, said, I don't. I There's do not, not a single good song on those. one. Like the yeah. closest to a good song is Ashley, but even that song's not great. Yeah. And then stop when Red Light Slash is like, okay, you already sung this song in Uno. You already sang. Oh wait, it. is this wait is Straight Heart off of Dose? Okay, uh, Straight Heart is okay. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I don't straight hearts off a dose. It's okay. Yeah. It's not great, but it's decent. 
Then we have Trey, which is the only one that I think is any good. Yeah. It has the song from Twilight on it, so that's worth note. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed one, but I like the songs with good intros. And walk and uh, is it walk away? Wait. Oh, walk away is a great song. Yeah. Walk away does that for me. Good intro. Love that song. Love the accrued. I forgot about walk away, but that's a good one. Yeah. And that's one of them that makes it for me. Good progression songs. So walk away is a good one on Trey, but that's all I have for Trey personally. It is the better one. Definitely of the three. All right. So I, there's two songs off of Trey that I really like. One of them is brutal love just because it's so different from green day. It sounds like it's a Neil Diamond song <laughs> where it's just, it that feels is, like that's pretty good. Yeah. It feels like really classic music. I don't even know what genre it is. It, like the yeah. genre, I would call it classic, not classical, that's, but classic. That's actually, it's just got really rich vocals. Yeah. It's and a when, long song. And again, when, when, he shows off his voice that's when he's at his best oh yeah when he goes drop uh drop out drop dead hideous great Mm. like his Mm -hmm. vocals there are great yeah but my real favorite off of this album is amanda and for similar reasons to what's her name is like it's subject matter so amanda is like billy's original he was gonna marry her they were like betrothed or something they were fiance she was (laughs) his fiance at the time that he was writing dookie and then she like moved to brazil like completely left him so she good riddance scattered what's her name and this song are all about her dang and this one just with that like context in mind it's a great one it's a great song like there's the lyric um i'm a different man from 15 seconds ago and you're a different (laughs) woman that's for certain which I just think is so funny because yeah. he's like, yeah, 15 seconds. I've completely changed. Yeah. So and, that's just about it's... like from the second she left, he's like, I'm a completely different person. And also and I don't even know who you are anymore. And also the volatility of it where like, you're thinking about her like, man, how things would have been different. But then 15 seconds later, you're like, yeah, but she's yeah. gone and F that. So I'm going to go write a rock song right now. You know, like exactly. It's that, that's that green day vibe. Yeah. I think that one's just a great one just because of what it means to Billy. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I don't think there's really anything much else to say about the trilogy. Yeah, trilogy can go suck it. We can do without those, but there are some good ones in there. Okay, so yeah. next we've got Revolution Radio. And you said this is one of the ones you think about when you think yeah, of Green Day. Yeah, I think it's mostly because of the album cover. I thought it was different. The burning, It is a good album know? cover. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I just think of it. And then also Still Breathing was one of the first Green Day songs that i heard because it's probably one of their more publicized ones um and i like still breathing it's a good message when you think about the context like rehab and whatnot still breathing is a good one um for me and then too dumb to die and bang bang (laughs) bang bang i mean it does bang bang does the crazy vibe again you know the kind of that makes you feel like anarchy like taking to the streets and right oh yeah (laughs) that's a great description anarchy yeah, and then so whenever somebody tells me to play something on guitar, I play the guitar solo off of Bang yeah. Bang just because it sounds it sounds cool and people yeah, think does. you're cool when you play it. Yep, exactly. Unless you know like the outro to November Rain from Guns N' Roses. Oh my gosh, that's a great one too. Such a freaking good song. Anyways, but Too Dumb to Die gets it done. It's it's one of those that like I give up songs. <laughs> you know, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, that's my go-to. But still breathing again is just, it's kind of an emotional one for me. Like if you know anybody that's ever recovered from addiction or gotten through something hard and it's like, well, at least I'm here 
mean, when you consider the context again of when he made it, that's kind of the big deal for me. With yeah, I would agree, and it also gives like a lot of shout outs to like people. (laughs) I don't want to call them shout outs, but it gives acknowledgement to people who are like dealing with similar things. Like he talks about PTSD, single parents. He talks about stuff like that in the song as well. Yeah, he talks about like PTSD, single parents. I mean, when you go go to in an accident, I mean, I don't know. It's just it's everywhere. I'm, a, I'm yeah, like a junkie this, tying off for the last time. I'm like a loser that's betting on his last time. I'm still alive, yeah. yeah. And I think that's the important part is that he's talking about all of these like lows, like, but he's like, hey, I'm still alive. And yeah, I think that's, yeah. I'm still breathing. It's just such a good message. And I agree that it's a great one. And I think, I can't remember where I read. I think it was like an interview with him. He's like, yeah, the message of the song, I mean, I got to a point where I was, I could have died. He's like, I could have overdosed on drugs at any point in my life when I was using them. And I mean- I don't know if he's off drugs still, but he's like, I'm still here. I'm still breathing, you know, shine a light into the wreckage so far away away. Cause I'm still breathing. I'm still breathing on my own. And that's, I mean, he's like to be hooked up to a machine that breathes for you. That's completely different. He's like, but I'm still breathing. Anyways, that's a, that's kind of my take for. Yeah, right that's yeah. a great one. My favorite off of this album is forever now. And kind mm. of for similar reasons, I think forever now, just sums up what Green Day is, what Billy's been doing. I think it's a really like biographical song where I think it like distills what Green Day is, why they exist into one part where he's like, I want to start a revolution. I want to hear it on the radio. I don't want to think about tomorrow. (laughs) It doesn't matter anyway. I think it's, it's just, I think it just, okay. I keep saying, I think it just over and over again, because I'm trying to think, of how to word this but yeah i think I mean, it justifies green day existing if that makes sense yeah because i mean he, they say what green day appeals to is the coming about the new evol- revolutionization of this of the this philosophy that i need to do whatever i want at the whim of my own you know because just because i feel like doing it and that was green day's mission if you think about it all of the songs that really ever hit or a lot of the songs too as well. Bang Bang is one of them. Let's just do it. That's kind of the message. Let's get to it. I don't know. That's that's kind of my take on that. Yeah, I think that's definitely... It doesn't good, matter yeah, anyway. That's a good take. I don't want to think about tomorrow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let's live today. And then what I think is great about this, where he says, I want, to st- uh, I want to start a revolution. I want to hear it on the radio. We get the title of the album. But then mm-hmm. when you think about it, you go all the way back to Dookie and that's exactly what they did. They yeah. completely changed music at the time. It, it was a revolution, which I just think is so cool to see that they got what they wanted, but even yeah. now they, they still, they want more. They're still going after it. Yeah. And I mean, say what you want about what Green Day's doing today. He has had an effect. I mean, the guy's kind of, I mean, some people consider him nuts. Some people consider him, oh, yeah, he's he's just part of the war, the culture wars. So it's just like he still thinks of himself as a crusader, you know, to revolutionize like what this album's about, culture. Yeah, he's still out there trying to get what he wants, the change he wants to see. Mm-hmm. So are yeah. we good with Red Red? Are we ready to move yeah. on to probably the most controversial? yeah. I mean, we've got father of all. I didn't listen to this one. Album. I didn't listen oh, to this didn't. one as much. Not, okay. not, not nearly okay. as much. Okay. Um, 
really only have one song from this one, and it's Graffiti. Because it's Graffiti creative. is a great one. That it's... was going to be my pick, but I'll go for a different one. Okay. <laughs> creative. It's creative Green Day. It's Green Day doing something different. And I've mentioned this before. I like when they recreate themselves. I think when they conform to their genre, when they conform to the punk to the punk rock and the hard rock, like it's good. But when they do something different like Graffiti, it works a lot of the time, sometimes. But it works. And Graffiti is one of those songs where they recreated their genre and it worked. I agree. I think Graffiti is like one of their most inventive and creative ones. And I think what makes Graffiti so good is that you've been, is that it comes at the end of the album. So you've been listening to them try to recreate themselves and it not working for an entire album. <laughs> and then you come to Graffiti and you're like, this is what they were going for. Imagine yes. an album full of this. Yes. Imagine. Yeah. Graffiti is a great song. Like imagine an album full of something completely different, like Good Riddance or something with that, oh, yeah. with that, progressive intro like walk away and then you get graffiti and you're like yes like they're really creative this is versatile it's all actually hitting all points have you ever listened to any of green day's other bands other bands network or yeah so green day they have two other bands that it's still the members of green day they've got one called the foxborough hot tubs and that one they kind of do more classic rock music that one they dropped a long time ago they only it came out at the same time American Idiot did. It was just like a little <laughs> side project where they wrote classic rock songs. Okay. And a song I really like from them is The Pedestrian. But then okay. they have another band, and Green Day still hasn't admitted that it's them, but it is 100%. It's called The Network. And basically, they put on like futuristic costumes. They pretend they're from like Eastern Europe. And <laughs> yeah, they came up with like fake personalities. And it's like really progressive music. Like, Lots okay. of like weird technological effects on their voices. It's yeah. really interesting music that they're making with the network, which is kind of where I would draw the line where I'm like, okay, if you want to be really, really weird, do it on the network. But if you just want to like experiment a little, then I think it's fine. To this is interesting because keep going with Green Day. they've released, they've released two, two albums and one single money, money, 2020 and money, money, 2020. Um, that's like for some reason Spotify has two dates. They have 2004, and then they have a part two that came out in 2020. And then yeah, Trans- 2020 is when they came back. And then Trans Am is a single that came out in 2020. That's interesting. I like when bands do that. Like uh, Blink 182 did it with Boxcar Racer. Oh yeah, they got Boxcar Racer. Mm-hmm. They also have Angels and Airwaves, but I think the thing with Angels and Airwaves is uh, what's his face. Um, not Tom. Mark wasn't on Angels and Airwaves anymore. So. Oh yeah, that changes a lot. And I mean, what I liked about Boxcar Racer, especially, was "There Is." Did you ever hear "There Is" by Boxcar Racer? Yeah, I love that song. It's a good one. That's one of Blink One Eighty Two's better songs, in my opinion. Yeah, I would agree. But back to Father what Father of All. Topic. Yeah. Yeah. Back to Father of All. I mean, Graffiti really hits, and then yeah. I don't, yeah, I like what you're saying with. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to pick my favorite for Father of All. I'm going to pick Stab You in the Heart just because it's, it's just funny and it samples Tutti Fruity by Elvis, which is kind of hilarious. <laughs> that is kind of funny, actually, that they do that. It's random. That's the only, re- that's the only reason I like it because he's yeah. just yelling, I want to stab you in the heart over and over again. And then you have like <laughs> Elvis playing in the background. It's just funny. There's like nothing it's one to of those, it. It's one of those songs where you're like, really? you know like wow they released it's one 
it's one that'll come on and I'll be like bopping along and I'll be like, I want to stab you in the heart. And then I'll be like, wait a minute. I'm, what am I singing? I'm singing about yeah. stabbing. Yeah. It's like, you'll start bopping yeah. along and then you're like, oh wait, this song is about literally murdering somebody. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess to the point where we're like, well, man, they really thought hard about that one. <laughs> so All right. So I uh, think we're good for that album. Yeah. Do you have anything last things to say about it? No, no last things about Father of All. I I didn't again I didn't listen to that one as much. No, yeah. Right. Graffiti is kind of the only one that I had had for that one. Yeah, graffiti is a good one. So now we're on to Green Day's latest album, their brand new Saviors album. Saviors. Have you had a chance to listen to it all the way yet? Only, only a couple of them. Not all the way through. Like I go through and I click on all the songs and listen to like the first 30 seconds. But I've listened to a few of them all the way through. Um, really vibey songs. Some great melodies out of this album, I think. Oh, yeah. There's some this very one, good I melodies. Think, I think it's the best of their new, like their new more polished sound. I think it comes across really well. And now that I, I've listened to this album, like maybe three times so far. Okay. Wow. All right. And all the way through that is. And I've been really liking it. So yeah, I was able to go good. to a a pre-release event so i listened to it early and oh, wow. at that event there was like a message from billy that they played for us and he says he thinks this is the best album they've ever released i don't think i, I would, would agree with that i don't think i'd agree it's a with good that album. i mean i just get sick of i mean say what you want in my opinion i'm i'm not all about the political music making but yeah there's the a lot working... of people who don't like that I mean, I just think like, hey, make good music that all people enjoy. Like, try and appeal to all, like, the audience, the whole punk rock audience. But, you know, he can do whatever he wants. I don't care. So, I mean, The American Dream is Killing Me. It's a good melody. Very catchy song. Very catchy song. I like when that When I one. first I heard it, so they played it after some football game. And Amazon Prime was, like, doing concerts after whenever they would play a football game. Yeah. And... Green Day played this one for the first time there. I was watching and I was, because I knew they were coming out with new music. So they debuted it there and I was like, they're back. Mm -hmm. After Father of All, I was like, I don't know how this next album is yeah. going to go. And when I heard this for the first time, I was like, they're back. Yep. They always do that. They'll release an album that's absolutely terrible or a trilogy that's not good. <laughs> and then they'll bring it back. <laughs> but I liked Corvette Summer as well. That one's pretty good. Corvette Summer is it's one of my favorites. I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but that's one yeah. that I put on even when I'm not listening to the album. It's but just again, such, it's such like, a vibe. Yeah, it's it's definitely a vibe. That's what I, that's like the best word I can come up with for this album is it's a vibe. Like the melodies, they work. When you listen to the song, you're like, oh, this is pleasant to listen to. But again, I haven't listened to all of them all the way through, but the ones that I have, probably a good, I've probably listened to 70% of this album. It's like, it's nothing crazy memorable for me. Yeah, I, I would agree. I'd have There's to listen not, more, but yeah. I would actually agree with that in that I feel like with this album more than others, they kind of blend. To, actually, that's not true. 1039, every song sounds the same. But in this <laughs> album, I think lots of the songs kind of bleed into each other. They kind of. Yeah. They, it, yeah. It works really well as an album in that way, but as individual songs, they kind of meld together in a way. Yeah. But yeah, I mean. I mean, I love I love Billy Joe Armstrong, but like, I'd be nice if I could just listen to him and listen to all other. I don't care about any political ideology, but it's like, I don't like being told to believe anything, you know. 
I want to figure stuff out. And that's out the most myself. punk rock thing of all. Yeah, exactly. And that's the, yeah, that's the most punk rock lesson is, oh, I'm not going to be told to do anything. And then here's Billy Joe Armstrong trying to tell me to do, to believe something. You know what I mean? Yeah. His well, I, think... like, I don't know. That's my take for that one. So just a brief little aside. Uh, I didn't really want to make this episode about politics. So we really didn't address that side in our little interview. But I just want to say that I don't think that Billy Joe is in any way telling people how to think or how to feel. And I think that's a very important distinction to make. He didn't write the American dream is killing us. He wrote the American dream is killing me. And I think a lot of his political things that he says or thinks about is simply the way he views politics. And uh, occasionally he'll say punk stuff, you know, sometimes I think he does go too far, but for the most part, I agree with what he does. I think perfectly fine and acceptable especially coming from a punk artist yeah i think the one time it really works really well in this album though is in living in the 20s he's got a lyric i drink my media and i turn it into vomit which (laughs) i think that one i think that's a really good statement yeah that's a good one i like that it is a good statement it talks about it's that's the message of the media one is vomit i mean i have to vomit up the media it's trash because there's a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of crazy, ugly stuff that happens on, on the media that it's really hard to really hard to navigate in on any side, whatever, whatever you believe, it's really hard to navigate. And it's Billy Joe Armstrong saying, I eat up the media and vomit it back (laughs) up. It's pretty funny because it's Billy, Billy Joe Armstrong, (laughs) but. Okay. So out of the ones you've listened to, what would you say your favorite is? (sighs) Corvette summer. Yeah, Corvette Summer is a good one. Yeah, I'd say Corvette so, Summer for me. I would like to uh, publicly apologize because in my last, I did a review of this album and I said Saviors, the title track, wasn't a good song. It is. I've changed my mind. And I'd also <laughs> like to. I mean, I thought, if I'm being honest, I didn't like it as much either at first. I'm like, this is, where's this song going? Time. I'm like, where's this song going? But there's a couple songs that that happened to me. Like Jesus of Suburbia, one of my favorite Green Green Day songs. When I first listened to it, I was like, "This is a waste of my time," because I wasn't giving it the time of day. But then one day I mowed the lawn and it came on, and I was like, "Fine, I'll just listen to it." Mowed the whole lawn and it was still gone, and I was like, "Why am I enjoying this?" <laughs> uh, so I mean, that's how I mean. Hopefully, Saviors grows on me, but I was not impressed at first. So yeah, me neither. I actually didn't like it the first time I heard it. Yeah, but and then I'd also like to apologize for dissing on dilemma so recently billy joe has talked about how um it's actually about him struggling with alcohol and how for him it's a really emotional song but everybody's just like yeah get drunk so i I do apologize for dissing on that song um but he does introduce the song welcome to my problems yeah it's It's not not an an invitation (laughs) it's my upset it's the, it's my dilemma it's my obsession yeah. so i mean yeah i guess an apologies do <laughs> yeah my bad guys or chill so my favorite or forgiven my favorite, there's two that i really love and they're right next to each other 1981 i absolutely love that one is just so much I fun i have not listened to that one yet oh it's so much fun it's really catchy it's a shorter one and it just has like a lot of little historical like Easter eggs in it almost like, so the, the like chorus and the thing he says most of the time is she's going to bang her head. Like it's 1981. And then the verses uh, he's like, she's holding me like the Berlin wall or something. 
and then he's got just some like other like historical references to like things that were going on in the 80s when was he, talks he about born? the cold war he was born in 1971 am i right 1971 he's that old yeah. i think it was 1971 because i think he wow. turned 50 in 2021 he's older than my dad that's crazy Jeez. well i don't know your dad what do i mean that's crazy yeah, no i it's mean crazy it's, to think it's kind of weird because like... he's a punk rock artist well, and my dad's yeah. name's joseph smith <laughs> what i think is weird about it to think about is you're like man these people are so cool they must be young right that's what you're thinking yeah and then you're like what they're old so in reference to 1981 it's like he would have he he remembers he was like he 10 years old i mean the 80s was a pretty hectic time and early oh, yeah. 90s for the cold war so like little putting little easter eggs, eggs in about the berlin wall it does make sense i mean he would have witnessed it come down oh yeah so interesting. and then oh. my other pick would be Goodnight adeline i think this is the best song on the album it's just kind of well-rounded it's a nice ballad it's got good guitar parts i don't know if i, I think... this one let's see okay this one it's it's good i think this will be people's favorites i think this will be the general consensus that this was the best song off of this album Okay. That this is like a top, I wouldn't say this is a top tier Green Day song, but it's just like, I think it showcases the best of Green Day. Okay. Yeah, I'm so I'm not recognizing the title. I'll have to listen to it, make sure. Yeah, this is a good one. But yeah. So okay. with that, we've come to the end of Green mm-hmm. Day's discography so far. Who knows, yeah. maybe they'll release like the Lux tracks or something. But <laughs> so now that we're at the end, thanks for coming on my show. Yeah, and of course. I'd like to ask you to just talk about your podcast a little bit to oh. see if any of the listeners want okay. to go check you out. Well, if you've gotten to this far of this episode, to the end of the melodramatic episode, I don't know what number of episode this is, but episode with Joseph Smith on it, <clears throat> I'd like to invite you to join us Monday at 7 a.m. for a little bit of spiritual referencing. Again, I am a, I am a Jesus podcast host, and Jesus is my passion. And if there's one message that I'd like to give to anybody that's listening, it's that Jesus is there for you. Is that Christ is looking for your is looking for you because there is a work for you to do, and that there's something bigger than yourself. When when you cross that chasm, so that what you believe to be true is what's actually true, then can you find inner peace? And I'm trying to share that message on the Joseph Smith Show. So please join us Mondays at 7 a.m. for our spiritual topic. I have a new guest on every week. Check out last week's episode with Todd Sylvester on addiction. It's a very good one. And he has an amazing, amazing recovery story. So if I know addiction is addictions and bad habits are something that many, many young men and young women struggle with today. Give that one a listen. And if you like it, keep on joining in Mondays at 7am and big thanks to Aldo Hernandez, AJ for having me on the podcast. It's a really great honor. Love the guy and miss him over here on the mainland (laughs) yeah great to have you on yo mac thanks for coming on yeah and link to his show in the show notes below okay all right i'll make sure to give you a shout out too so all right thank you yeah have a good one aj thanks for having me on you too the melodramatic podcast will be back next week i will have a guest you will not just be hearing me ramble alone so With that, see you guys next week.